You're listening to Palmetto Report. I'm Matthew Sheely, and I'm joined by a legend, the Pat Kelsey, head coach of the Winthrop men's basketball team. Coach, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Matthew. Winthrop began the season on a four-game road trip, beating Hartford, losing at the buzzer to Fresno State, beating St. Mary's, and then going neck-and-neck with ETSU, losing by three. So you came home with a 2-2 two and two record, but the big story was the upset over St. Mary's because they were ranked 18th in the country at the time. How did it feel to beat a ranked team on the road so early in the season, and how did that motivate the team? Yeah, it was a, a signature win for our program and for our athletic department. Obviously, when you beat a ranked team um, on their home floor, it's it's sort of national news in terms of college basketball, and, and that helps in a lot of areas. It helps in the recognition and the branding of our university, our athletic department. It helps in recruiting because so many people from coast to coast recognize and, and, and see the headlines. Coach, some Winthrop fans uh, might refer to you as Coach K, but Winthrop actually got to face the Coach K this season traveling to Cameron Indoor Stadium to play number one Duke, who had actually just taken a loss to Stephen F. Austin. So how did you think Winthrop performed against the Blue Devils, and what were you able to take away from that game? Well, I'm the farthest thing from the real Coach K. I think he's won uh, close to 1,100 games, and that'll take me to I'm um, 174 years old. Um, and I got to correct something too at the beginning. You said the legend. I'm the farthest thing from that as well. I'm Joe Bag of Donuts, Harvey Sweat Socks. I'm just uh, just a normal everyday guy that that uh, enjoys my job, loves my job, and um, tries to live every day to the fullest. But I appreciate the kind words. Um, you know, it was a it's an honor to play Duke. Um, you feel like you know I've had people tell me fans that it's it was like a religious experience going to Cameron Indoor. That's a little bit much for me. Um, I don't quite think it was to that extent. I've been there quite a few times during my tenure at Wake Forest in the ACC. But uh, it is one of the meccas of college basketball, and it's one of the uh, premier venues in all of American sport. So I thought it was really good. thought we competed, played very well, um, You know, made it a competitive game down the stretch, came up a little bit short. You mentioned some fans calling Cameron Indoor Stadium a religious experience, so I want to jump to a question going back to St. Mary's, one of my favorite scenes from this season was actually off the court after we beat the Gales, seeing the, the guys celebrating in the locker room, and then you called everyone's attention and started praying the Lord's Prayer. How has your Christian faith and the faiths of many players on this team um, impacted the way that this season has gone? Well, um, you know, that's first and foremost, I think... Um, you know, that's a centerpiece or the centerpiece of my life. Um, my faith is, is my rock. It's my foundation. Um, you know, and, um, you know, a lot of our guys, most of our guys, you know, feel the same way. And, um, I think it's really important in coaching that you're very genuine to who you are. And, um, you know, it's important that your players know, uh, your fabric and your makeup and what's really, really important to you. Um, I'm very open about, you know, my faith uh, to our players and, you know, to um, in the recruiting process. You know, people know um, a, a lot about my personal life. They meet my family. Um, any player that comes on an official visit, you know, we go have dinner at my house with the team. Um, and I think, you know, it's just a window into my heart. It's a window into my personality. It's a window into who I am as a person. Um, 
you know, cause I'm a, a follower of Christ first and foremost. And then, you know, I'm a dad and a husband second. And I take great pride in both of those things. I think, you know, um, the responsibility of raising children and, uh, molding them and mentoring them into productive adults, um, is one of the, the, the greatest privileges we have as human beings and raising my children, you know, to put their faith first. Um, you know, and I think my players see that and that's just really important to me that they know my makeup and what I'm all about. Winthrop has five freshmen on the team this year and they've all seen some, some significant playing time. How would you assess the way that those players have adapted to the college game, both in game playing and then like practice wise as well? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I forget that, and I think we forget that. Maybe fans forget that sometimes. I mean, at the end of the day, we have seven new players and five freshmen. Um, you know, and, and the only way to get experience is to get experience. You know, it's to be in that fire, be tested by fire. Um, and, you know, it helps help shape you and mold you as a, as a team and as individuals. Um, but at the end of the day, this is their first go-round. And many times with young players – as it gets late in the season and the enormity of everything starts to pile up. They're not used to uh, this many games. They're not used to each game having this much significance. They're not used to this game being that involved in terms of the preparation and everything that goes along with it. So, you know, uh, our team's learning on the fly and they're learning how to deal with adversity and they're learning how to deal with success. And, you know, rattling off 14 consecutive wins, um, you know, is, is, is one thing, but then it's when adversity hits, um, you know, hardened veterans, right, that have been around a long time, know how to deal with success and know how to deal with failure and know how to deal with adversity. And sometimes it's, it's just a process where guys got to go through it and figure out a way to find the strength to come through on the other end. Um, we have veteran senior leadership, but there's no question that our roster is more weighted toward young, inexperienced players. Um, you know, so that's one of the challenges of this year's teams. And I think that's one of the the things that's really exciting is to see how we're going to finish after dealing with early adversity, after dealing with amazing success for a long period of time, almost two months, and then getting hit in the mouth here at the end. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun. It's what makes my job really interesting. For many fans, the triple overtime game against Gardner-Webb was a realization that this team is never out of a game. So how did Winthrop survive that game, even when it seemed like multiple times that there was no way that they could get a win there? Yeah, you know, uh, that's how our business is. That's how basketball is. You know, sometimes the basketball gods are with you and sometimes they're against you. And I think over the course of a season, for sure, over the course of a coach's career, those type of games sort of even out. I mean, you could go back to some of the unbelievable shots that East Tennessee State beat us uh, with on their home floor. You could go to the Fresno State game, kid threw in a 32-footer that was hotly contested um, to put us on the losing end of that game. You know, and then you have a game like Gardner-Webb for all intents and purposes, like, you know, we should have lost that game. I mean, the percentages of us figuring out a way and finding a way to win that game were almost astronomical. So um, it showed a lot of resolve. It showed a lot of resiliency of our guys. Um, but, you know, it, it is a team that doesn't quit. You know, even this stretch that we've gone through here recently, facing some adversity, building or digging ourselves some deep holes in the first half of games, you know, guys don't quit. They keep fighting. Um 
you know, and, and put us in a position to win the game. We have fighters, we have competitors, and that's why I feel really good about the makeup of this team, not only this year, but moving forward. Going off of that, you mentioned how sometimes it feels like the first half doesn't really go our way and then the second half we come back. What do you tell the guys in the locker room at halftime that, that gets them going in the second half? It's really the same thing I always tell them, and it's the challenge of a coach to try to shape their team into a team that just focuses on the moment, winning the moment, winning the possession, winning that uh, small period of the game and not focusing on the scoreboard. And sometimes, like I said, when, when you are an inexperienced team, uh, you could say that till you're blue in the face, but when, when the adversity truly hits the fan, if you know what I mean, um, you know, we say all the time, you either rise or you fall to the level you're training. And that's why, you know, our practices are a cauldron. That's why our practices are so, con- are, are so competitive so that we can be trained for those moments. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very um, faulty philosophy to, 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 to get caught up in the scoreboard. Um, and that's what young teams do from time to time. Um, I feel like here recently when teams have gone on runs and early parts of games, there's been a little bit of here we go again instead of just having that unwavering, unblinking next play mentality. Um, and we've responded the right way, I think, in practice and have recognized the faults of our ways, and hopefully we can fix that here in the late part of the season. Do you think there are any positives to losing three the last four, maybe experience from playing behind? You know, I think you can learn something from every experience through for, through good, through success, through 14-game winning streaks, and, and through losing streaks as well. So constant lessons are being learned, and that's the fun thing about sports and profession. My profession is, is that um, it kind of is a microcosm for life, if you know what I mean. Um, the adversity and the ups and downs that these players are going to face in life, you know, most regular college students aren't dealing with the type of pressures um, on a national scale in front of thousands, if not millions of people on national television like college athletes are. So um, absolutely, you can learn something from from losses just like you can learn from wins. As it stands now, it looks like Winthrop will have to travel to Radford for the conference tournament. How are you approaching these final two games of the regular season as Winthrop looks to play well in the Big South tournament in hopes of making the NCAA tournament? The same way we always do. Um, we don't ever talk about hosting. We don't talk about seeding. We don't talk about the conference tournament. We talk about today's practice, and, and that's that's all we're worried about. We're trying to have elite repetitions in every tick of the clock in practice today, and that translates to consistent performance once the game comes. But um, you say we have two games left. You know, We have one game on our schedule, and that's the game on Thursday, and that's the only one we're worrying about. Coach? Thanks again so much for doing this. Best of luck the rest of the season. All right, Matthew. Thank you very much. That was Pat Kelsey, head coach of the Winthrop men's basketball team, talking about this season and how the team looks to take care of business with the conference tournament just around the corner. For Palmetto Report, I'm Matthew Sheely.